everybody. Welcome back to the Reserve Tank presented by Progressive. We're here today to talk to you a little bit more about mental health. I know, um, given these tough times, uh, we're bringing you this episode because we want to be able to take a step back uh, and take the time to focus on your mental health with everything that's going on in the world right now uh, and anything that you may personally experience. Uh, it can be a difficult topic to broach. It can be a difficult topic for us to deal with as individuals, but the motorcycle community offers many avenues uh, that we're kind of breaking down the barrier and the stigma of talking about mental health and finding recourse in how to deal with those emotions or circumstances that you may have experienced. And for that today, we're here with Crystal Hess, who's the founder of Motorcycle Missions and a member of Motorcycle Missions, Stephen Boyd, uh, to talk about how the mission of Motorcycle Missions is here to encourage and instill a lifelong passion for riding and building motorcycles, but also how that process helps people to reconcile issues with PTSD and enjoy a happy and healthy, balanced lifestyle after that trauma. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Steve. Pleasure to have you guys on the podcast today. How are you both doing? I'm awesome. Thank you. Howdy, howdy. Good to be here. Thank you. So, Crystal, tell me a little bit more about Motorcycle Missions, kind of your guys' mandate what you what motorcycle missions is for those that are listening so motorcycle missions is a program that i started in 2015. Um, it was kind of bred out of some difficulties and and life challenges that i was going through in uh, 2011 and 2012 where a motorcycle literally saved my life um, and it was a motorcycle that was broken down into a whole bunch of pieces and um, i was kind of forced uh, to recover some money out of this thing to rebuild it. Um, but in the process of rebuilding this motorcycle, um, I was healing myself. Um, and uh, it was something I, I, I didn't expect. And once the motorcycle was was gone, um, I realized how therapeutic it, that process was. So I just started doing it kind of as a hobby, became a business. And, um, and then just losing a few friends of mine to suicide, especially being in Texas where we have so many military. Um, I just decided that um, building motorcycles together with um, other individuals who struggle with PTSD like I did um, might want to come up together with me and do it. And we, we just made it a program. So um, Motorcycle Missions was, was born and we've, we are now on our 13th bike build uh, and just, uh, just under three years. And uh, we also have a motocross camp as well that teaches um, riding skills. Um, and we're developing our riding programs into, uh, we've already built a land speed race bike um, and we'll be doing track days as well in the near future. That's rad, that's super rad. I mean, you're no stranger to, to any kind of mental health issue. You work as a, as a nurse, correct, as well? That, that's correct, yeah. Yeah, um, I've, I've been kind of in and out of the nursing just um, just with motorcycle missions becoming my primary um, uh, objective and it, it takes up my, my time full time. So um, with COVID, I've been back and forth uh, helping, helping uh, Governor Abbott here in Texas um, handle the COVID crisis. But um, uh, most of my nursing is just working with my guys and we just, we do motorcycle therapy. So we wrench, we teach welding, training, metal shaping. Um, we get together, we do all the bike shows that we can, including the International Motorcycle Show we've done 
every year we submit bikes to the uh, Ultimate Builder um, Bike Show. Uh, we won a national championship um, in that show in 2018 for one of our bike builds, our second bike build. So we continue to have about eight to 10 veterans and first responders per build. They get to learn how to tear the bike down and then rebuild the bike. And it's kind of symbolic of taking a battered and kind of useless bike and, and um, taking it apart and then repurposing it, you know, and um, in the journey that when the guys are all together and girls are all together working together, they build friendships, they build bonds, they, um, they see themselves transforming in the process. And then, you know, when the bike, bike is finished, they have that sense of pride and um, accomplishment that's kind of instilled in them. And then uh, they carry that on into, you know, into their day to day. We've had a number of guys um, go on and get jobs in the profession. We had one, one go and start working for Rick Fairless and uh, another one at Austin Speed Shop. And um, we had a couple guys make some serious life changes with what they were doing career-wise um, just just because of the process. But uh, also, too, like the biggest thing about it is is keeping their hands busy and their minds focused on something that uh, that keeps them out of the dark places and out of the shadows, you know, like when they're at home home by themselves and the walls kind of start to close in on them they've got Wednesday night that they can look forward to, or they've got the weekend events that we have. And we try and involve every, every builder, every welder, every rider that we have go through our program, they become an alumni. So they stick with us and they are welcome to come back and mentor future builds, future um, uh, rides. And then also like mentor the, the, the new riders, new builders in, in the new uh, teams. So, so they never go away. That we were always trying to keep them involved as much as we can, attending motorcycle shows all over the country. Um, our next one scheduled is Adam Sandoval's got an event uh, at the end of this month. Um, so we'll be all going camping in Oklahoma. So that's going to be fun. Um, so we just we just make a family of it and and do our best to uh, look out for one another. And in the process, we rent on bikes and ride them. So it's a ton of fun. That's fantastic. I mean, it's, I mean, you really are creating community and creating a community that helps to solidify those that have definitely been through something. Uh, it, to me, as someone who's been, uh, that's been with IMS for the last two years, running around and doing all the social and content production, coming to Dallas or seeing you guys in Chicago, mostly it's the Dallas show, but being able to know that I get to see you and I get to meet all of your all of your crew and everyone that's participating in motorcycle missions. I really enjoy like being able to take all those portraits of everybody and getting to yes. meet all the builders and and you really see that support network and that love for one another um, to kind of help and build each other up. And I think that's something that's particularly amazing uh, for the community. Uh, Steven, tell me a little bit about how you got involved in motorcycle missions and kind of maybe what led you to crystal and this rad, awesome nonprofit. Well, being living in Austin at the time, um, I was actually in the process of building a, a not-for-profit benefit veterans, uh, as well, connecting shelter dogs with veterans. And I had heard of, motorcycle missions uh, in passing from other local veterans uh, didn't really know much about it and then there was uh, the Austin or the vet fest uh, have uh, 
Friday, uh, Veterans Day each year. And um, anyway, Crystal had a booth up there, uh, Rescues for Warriors, my non-for-profit, uh, had a booth out there, and I came up and started talking with her. Uh, expressed my interest uh, in motorcycle building. Uh, when I was a teenager, I read uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, still one of my all-time favorite books. Uh, I've had, and it sounds kind of corny, and I'm semi-embarrassed to admit it, especially on a public broad, uh, podcast. You know, I've had the desire to build a motorcycle since my sister watching Grease incessantly as a kid and <laughs> them building that motorcycle from scratch. And I'd always wanted to do so. Uh, so you know, segue into meeting Crystal. And at the time in my life, um, it was desperately needed and i didn't realize how much until actually uh after the build was done uh, even now i'm discovering how much uh i needed the companionship the camaraderie the understanding the focus the the mission um my mother had recently passed away uh, i had recently gone through my 130th hospitalization over the past 14 years due to my injuries um you know, I was pretty much fed up, done with life, uh, was, yeah, circling the toilet. And it was about a month or so after I met Crystal that I got an email from her, uh, inviting me on the next build, and the rest is history. I uh, got involved with the guys, built, uh, and answer the question, first and foremost, which is my favorite build? Uh, hands down is going to be the Rambler, uh, the sidecar Rambler build that I was a member of, a part of. Uh, she's just a badass. Uh, but uh, as awesome as that bike was, the true, the greatest build of all was the build of community, the tribe uh, that you were we were speaking of just a moment ago. Um, there's an understanding of not only things we did in the military, respectively, or in law enforcement, but an understanding and a recognition, rec recognition of where each of us are. Uh, broken, but not done. Um, and motorcycle missions has benefited all of us. We may have uh, touched already on this, though, but I'd like both of yours input on it, which is, Crystal, tell me what's your favorite build since we already touched on that with Steve. I like the Rambler, too, because I remember seeing that two years ago. That's the Triumph with the sidecar attached to it, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, I like that one a lot, too. Which one's your favorite? Um, I think the second one, which is Porterfield, it's the, um, the 70s uh, shovel head that we built from scratch. And I think it's mostly because we did build it from scratch. Like the frame was bent, like we bent the tubing, we did everything, we notched it, we we did the the uh, the veterans didn't get to uh, weld it completely, but they did get to do some tack welding on on the frame. Um, but we that's the one we won the national championship with. Um, we also got we also rebuilt the whole motor ourselves too, which was awesome. Um, but we won the national championship with it. We got the bike running, which was a requirement to win the national championship. And um, we took it all the way to Chicago and we won. Um, 
it was a huge surprise. But now that bike is um, on display at the Haas Motorcycle Museum in Dallas for everybody to see, and they've got a really nice plaque with us, the story of it um, there. So, so that bike I think is the most meaning meaningful to me because it kind of was symbolic of, um, first of all, the lives that were involved on it changing, but then also to like um, just that our program was is effective was effective is effective and um and, and porterfield's just got a really cool story to it the the bike that was donated to us was from a, an injured veteran that couldn't ride anymore uh he broke his back and so he donated it to us and i was about to just sell it because i didn't know what the heck to do with it and then you know i decided we would just go with it and that's what came out of it was a champion so and i can awesome. tell and i can tell all of you that that bike is unbelievably beautiful it looks like an old board tracker has just if you give yourself the opportunity and you're ever in dallas go to the haas motorcycle museum they have a bunch of amazing bikes in there to get lost in but that one is truly spectacular well if you can't make it to if you can't make it to haas on our website we have under the build mentorship page you can click there's build one build two build three so you can actually go in each page and each bike and see the build, the before pictures, the after, the in-betweens of the guys working on it and um, all any videos we have associated with it, plus all the photos, um, some of them that you took of the builders on each one. So you get kind of like the full story, but we have all that um, people can check out if they can't make it to the museum. And I'd I'm, suggest, or I'm, sorry, go ahead, Stephen, go ahead. Was it for, uh, personal attachment of me being on the rambler yeah the porterfield is number one she is she's sexy and she is not bike uh we'll include a we'll include a link uh at the bottom of our podcast page everybody just you know go check out motorcyclemissions.org correct it, so you can get uh we have a couple ways motorcyclemissions.com or motorcycle-missions.org Okay. We would have had motorcyclemissions.org, but somebody is sitting on it, parked, not letting us have it. So Bastards. whoever whoever that is, <laughs> give it up. Give it up, man. Um, well, well, or or just Google motorcycle missions. You'll find it. It comes up pretty well on uh, all SEO yeah. and everything. Let's drop back a little bit to um, the mental health element here as well. Um, Tell me a little bit. Uh, I'd love both of your inputs on this. And I'll start with Crystal, right? What is it about motorcycles that help us heal as individuals and riders? Well, I mean, there, there's two parts to it. There's the building part, which um, there's something to be said for taking something that that doesn't run right or it kind of looks ugly or, you know, um, <laughs> you just want to repurpose it. Um, you want to make it new, you want to heal it, you want to, you want to see what you're capable of. But in the process, you're, you're working on with your hands and you're, you're keeping your mind focused because you have to be focused on what you're doing. There's going to be a human life riding on this motorcycle. So there's the, there's the safety aspects of it. There's the concentrating on and, and researching and understanding of how, how a bike goes together. Um, you know, you do A before B, you do B before C. Um, and it also requires a lot of patience because not everything goes the way that you want it to go. So, um, it, it's, it's a good, a good way to learn new skills, 
you know, everything from learning about all the tools you're using to, to, um, you know, how, how a bike is set up can affect, you know, the, the, the rail, the, 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 the rake and the trail and, um, just, you know, the safety of the bike and how it's going to ride, how the suspension works. Um, so, um, when you're learning all these things, you, your, your mind is focused on, on the process and all the new things you're learning, but you're also learning them with your brothers. So you're having a lot of fun doing it. Um, I should say sisters too. We've had a, a female bike build as well. We, and we've had a number of females on all throughout our builds. Um, but the bike building process is just, it's that it's a process and it keeps, keeps your, your brain moving and away from kind of the idle thoughts that you'd have, um, otherwise, but when you're riding, it's kind of the similar thing where you are, again, your life is riding on that motorcycle. So you are more, um, tuned into the road, what hazards are, there are around you, this, the, the throttle, the braking, the pedals, the, the everything, um, in order to keep yourself alive and to get home at night, you know, to your family. So, um, there's something just about not having, you know, a shell around you, and just being out in the open on the road and the feeling of the motor, you know, and the sounds and everything. So, um, there's just something for me that's, that's very healing about it. Um, I know everybody's experiences are different. Um, but I, like, like I said, from the beginning, like, um, the first motorcycle I ever built, um, when that motorcycle was no longer there, I realized how, how much I missed the wrenching and, and the focus and just showing up and challenging and tackling tackling a new a new task that day and not always knowing how what I'm doing but learning as I go you know so um I just think working with the hands is the, the number one thing so it leads me to a question I'd like to ask you Steve uh based on everything Crystal said creating that community keeping your mind and body engaged, working on this task, I know gives people a lot of fulfillment, right? And the fact that you're doing something, you can see the fruits of your labor, something is being made from nothing into something. How has that process also helped you address or deal with PTSD, mental health issues that you've been, how is, how is that transitioned outside of working on the bikes into maintaining and developing your own mental health? It's giving community, um, it, people that I can reach out and talk with any hour of the night, uh, any given situation, whether it be to blow off steam, or to lean on a shoulder, or just uh, chew the fat and you know, BS the time away. Uh, and, and that, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things that service members, uh, specifically, when they get out of the military they prior to they're so used to having their brotherhood their community their tribe right there next to them at any given point of time of day uh they can reach out they can have access to somebody or something when they get out of the military not only is that mission that purpose lost but also that community yeah the friends and brothers are still there but they're spread all over hell's half acre and across the nation well with these builds it reintroduced not only a purpose and a mission in being able to focus on the idle hands or the tool of the devil as my mother would say and being able to rent takes that idle 
that idle nature away, being able to wrench with brothers that you can laugh with or that you can cry with. And I've done that and others have done that on each of the build nights that I've been to. Um, that helps. Uh, as far as the ride, you know, it's freedom. Uh, I'm a skydiver by, uh, by hobby, by profession, by, I mean, that's my life is skydiving. And the only other thing that could compare to the freedom of falling, the freedom of flying, it would be the freedom of riding. Uh, you know, being able to get out there and being alone with the road, being intimate with the road, but at the same time, being out there with your tribe and being able to share that with them. Uh, it's a empowering but vulnerable dichotomy that, for me personally, has built as reinstilled the self-confidence uh the self-worth uh that had been destroyed from you know 14 15 years of horrible horrible physical health and the loss of everything yeah it's a life-saving organization i'm living proof of it i think it's becoming less and less of a stigma to address mental health and i think that the motorcycle community is giving so many more people the way and ability to address these issues. Um, what you guys do with Motorcycle Missions is just such a, an amazing organization with veterans as well, but even all of you listeners out there too that are tuning in, you know, there are other organizations too that maybe you're not a military member or you're not a veteran uh, and you're curious to know like, how can you get involved in the motorcycle community and also address your own mental health issues. You know, like I'm personally involved with the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, which happens every year. Um, it's kind of tuned around uh, vintage motorcycles, people dressing up in suits and ties and dapper, dapper attire. Um, and we focus a lot on mental health, suicide prevention and prostate cancer research. But you have an element where motorcycle Tie, motorcycles tie us all together. And that's really the, the foundation for being able to start the conversation because you have this mutual interest. Um, I think it's a growing thought pattern that's em emerging amongst motorcyclists. I think there are more people who are more aware of it. And I think it's an excellent, excellent cause uh, for us to really, and I think we're really on the forefront for being able to tackle mental health issues through the use of motorcycling. I always have this joke that there's this, there's this, uh, the consequences of the unforgiving, right? Being able to in, partake in an activity where there is a little bit of adrenaline. I'm sure you may find some of that too, Steve, like in the skydiving community. Is the skydiving community super supportive of each other? Because I don't know if your parachute doesn't open, well, you know. <laughs> it's, a fam it's a family, most definitely. So, I mean, it, the, the, I guess us adrenaline junkies are starting to figure out that there, there is methods and means to kind of address a lot of these issues that we can kind of wrestle with in our day-to-day -day lives. And by creating that community, by creating that social construct, we're able to really help one another. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that in regards to the stigma uh, that's pervasive. You know, it's you're not macho or you're you're showing weakness or whatever, you know, excuse you want to come up with uh, and not reaching out for help. And some of the baddest, strongest, most incredible soldiers, warriors I've ever had the joy of meeting, uh, serving with 
have had to reach out for for help and it's one of the the greatest shots the greatest signs of strength you can have is asking for help is admitting your weakness and you know i'm no badass or anything but i spent 13 years in the military as a sniper as a long-range surveillance team leader as a did several years undercover narcotics, was a bouncer on 6th Street in college. But I have cried myself to sleep many a night begging for help, looking for help. And, you know, to again go with you, what you were saying is the community that is, whether it be around crochet or croquet or motorcycles or whatever, uh, if you need help, reach out, ask for it, because you're not always going to be seen. And I think the flip side to that, too, is, is that any of us that have gone through some kind of trauma is that we're also able to recognize it in others. Those that so there are many that have a very hard time asking for help um, because of that stigma, that sense of weakness. Um, but those of us that have maybe I'd say gone a little bit further down that path figured out those therapies. We're a little bit more akin to helping others and seeing it in others. I find it a lot even within my own community, just putting myself out there and being like, look, if you got a problem, I'm here to help. I don't have all of the answers, but I'm damn sure that I'm going to walk side by side with you. And if I have to and I can't figure something out with you, I'll help you get the help that you need because I care. And I think that that having that empathy for others is incredibly critical. You looked like you wanted to say something there, Crystal. No. I'm agreeing with you. I, spe- I was just thinking, especially in these times right now, with everything going on, it's the most crucial. Yeah, we're all we're all under a lot of stress. I've I've even noticed it a ton more in my day to day life, um, and and I'm lucky. Like I'm lucky. I still have my job. The economics of my life are still fairly fairly consistent and i can only imagine what other people are having to deal with that they've never had to deal with before and that in and of itself is what trauma is it's it's something that completely derails what you are accustomed to and what is your norm um and being able to put yourself in the hands of others is not a weakness y'all it's not it's it's there's more strength in asking for help than there's a weakness in not um before we wrap this up uh, I'd like to ask you, Crystal or Stephen, you know, what's new? What's in the works for motorcycle missions? What's coming up next? <laughs> Is there any future planning able to be done with motorcycle missions in our current landscape yeah. of society? Or like, what's uh, what's up? Well, we've had two uh, two bike builds that have had to be tabled, unfortunately, just because of the virus. Uh, one in Phoenix that we are like a month away from finishing. And then we were supposed to start one in May, uh, but now it's looking like a November start. Uh, So once, you know, now that things are somewhat getting back to normal, it looks like we're going to be able to start tackling those and get them done. Um, But we're uh, really ramping up our motocross program. Um, We're going to start doing more of them. We just acquired four new uh, Honda uh, CRF 250s for our, our program here in Austin. Um, and we have the Texas mile, which is our land speed racing event that we participate in with our, um, Hayabusa that we built last year. Um, so we'll be doing that. And then, uh, 
Also, um, we're going to start adding track days. So we'll be doing some track day training um, here in the near future. So, so we're going to be doing a little bit of everything. We still have the welding program. Um, we're currently trying to figure out how we can get a kind of like a permanent shop because currently we operate out of shops all over the country uh, with all of our different builds being from coast to coast. So um, we're going to be start looking at uh, having kind of like our little flagship shop here in Austin and that we can do more welding out of. But um, but yeah, so we're kind of touching on everything, the building, the, the welding, the fabricating, the, the riding kind of on all different facets and um, trying to reach as many people in, in the areas that uh, there might be an interest as we can just to get them on two wheels. So does anybody know Mike Rowe? Let's get him to, you know, get you guys a shop. <laughs> De- I know, right? Definitely. Somebody, Mike, somebody doesn't even have to Mike, be Mike Rowe, but. I love Mike Rowe. <laughs> I watched every episode of Dirty Jobs. Uh, Steve, anything else happening with you? Or are you just going to pack up and go somewhere else and uh, have a new landscape to check out with your pups uh, in the future here? Or are you kind of staying put for a little bit? No, I was just saying uh, I'm just getting ready for the skydive moab buggy here in a couple of weeks, which is uh, basically burning man with skydiving out in the desert and then doing uh, my base uh certificate my base jumping course uh beginning next month yeah giddy up that's badass man awesome well all right everybody that's listening to i mean if you're interested in donating to motorcycle missions or want to learn more about the amazing work that they do check out motorcycle missions dash sorry motorcycle dash missions.org or motorcycle missions.com or just google motorcycle missions Uh, that'll help you out with it and if you want to help out or want to help crystal find another spot for this permanent location um you know people in the texas area in the austin texas area correct correct yeah Uh, hit her up uh so until our next episode everybody thanks for joining us on today's episode of the reserve tank remember ride smart ride safe and we'll see you out there on the road (laughs) 